Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. This isn't fundamentally changing how plugs work. This is just the orientation of the three-pin holes on these multi-sockets. It would probably benefit from being moved over just 90 degrees. Yeah, I can see that. I feel. I can I can see that. Um, classic 13 amper right here. Classic 13 amper. Yeah. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm Carl, who, who, by the who way. Who are you? I'm Carl. Uh, Carl Noble. Oh, good. By so, all then we are back. I was well, I was about to say we were back, and then this guy turned up, and I was like, oh, maybe we're not. Maybe we're not back. Okay. I mean, I'm back. Uh, we're back. Uh, Apparently. After a long hiatus. Uh, yeah. We but it's very been, difficult to get in the same room together when you're not legally allowed. Yeah. And uh, I've already had the bailiffs call call me up several times using a robot to tell me they're going to come and arrest me. Yeah, lots of, ro- lots of robots calling us, telling us that we need to talk to the major crimes yeah. unit, that the bailiffs are coming round. But we're back. Uh, bailiffs haven't been round yet. Uh, and my national insurance number has not been suspended. Oh yeah, that's the other one. We've had a lot of good <laughs> robot phone calls over the past couple of weeks. Um, so here we are. We're, uh, we've been spurred into action by... Yeah. Uh, the LeBron James of all people spurred us into action. Yeah, at last the tables yeah. have turned. But with a with a, a, a trailer for uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy, uh, yeah. which came out the week before last, I think. Um, we did actually do an episode last week, but I just didn't tell anyone about it on social media. Ah, so, secret though. Se- so secret. You know, uh, I'll tell people about this one, and they can go back and hear us ramble yeah. about that trailer and watch it eight times in slow motion. Yeah, um, <laughs> scene by scene. But uh, I. The end of the last season, uh, it ended clunkily, to say the least. Mm. We didn't do our roundup, uh, and we came back now. We should maybe do a roundup at some point, but I think it's better that we just get back into the swing of things. Because in. It's been a long time uh, without uh, any any mo- forward motion. Slightly um, different format this yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to try a few things over the next couple of weeks to try and uh, get through uh, the cartoons uh, a little quicker in the hope of. Uh, Getting to Space Jam before the release of Space Jam 2. That'd be good. Now, we're, we're going to have to do some back-of-a-napkin maths, I think, after this episode. But yeah. uh, today, we're going to try and watch the cartoons in little clusters. Yeah. Um, and make through lines for those, so we're getting through a few more cartoons than three a week. Um, uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. If we don't feel like it works well this week, we'll try something else next week. Uh, yeah. So do bear with us while we uh, mess around with the format. Um, we could watch them all in reverse order. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that because I think that will get us further away from Space Jam. Oh yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want that feeling. No. Um, so, as I say, it's been a long time. Uh, we've listened back to a few of the last uh, episodes we did, and just to try and get our bearings of exactly where we were. But the uh, the big shift uh, over the last season really uh, is that in this post-war age. Uh, the socialist uh, 
siding uh, nature of yeah. everyone All has gone. gone. It's yeah. gone. It's capitalism now. It's full capitalism. Elmer is king of the elves and also king of capitalism. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing quite well for himself out of that out of that role. Yeah. Um, he's a financial advisor to Sylvester, who inherited a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, and he goes around teaching businesses about capitalism and how to make lots of money. Um, yeah. Get investors... Uh, and you know use do... a shrink ray to have a tiny workforce yeah of um, martians of martians because that's the other thing i was going to get to uh is that there's also seem seemingly some sort of miniature martian invasion going on yeah um but they're being mainly used it would seem as immigrant workers to make shoes for elves yes um the other thing is, uh, towards the end of the last season, we filled another chair on the uh, round table that is the agency uh, with Arthur P. Sloan, yeah. the uh, contemporary, um, uh, I believe, CEO of General Motors. Yes, yeah, um, because uh, like like one of the episodes that we watched last season, it was uh, co-produced by the Sloan Foundation. So it was. Like, like, like that was the first time we saw like kind of corporate meddling. But in we also uh, I Tomb world believe uh toyed with the idea that either elmer and alfred p sloan were the same person or that uh one had tremendous influence on the other like yeah. like alfred p sloan's almost just a, a puppet in our world for elmer fudd's newfound capitalist ways mm. um so that's sort of where we're at um so uh we're gonna try and watch a cluster of cartoons yeah uh, rather than just one at a time and tr- sort of try and make a through line for those and then do that a couple of times and see where we're at. Good idea. So the next one up is called Widio Wabbit from October 27th, 1956. It's Bugs and Elmer and then a load of TV producers and station managers. Yeah. And that's going to spill on directly into a Wiley Coyote Roadrunner episode, which we already think is like a sort of, I mean, sort of physical format, TV. sort of like a Truman Show situation, yes. but it's like a running man. Yeah style tv show so uh let's watch those two back to back we're watching widio wabbit from october 27th 1956 and there they go 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 which is a wiley coyote and roadrunner number from november 10th 1956 <laughs> Right, I didn't get as much, like, the workings of TV out of the TV one as I hoped I would. But there are little things. Okay, yeah. uh, I I didn't... It didn't quite go the way I expected it to, and it left me with a couple of questions. Give me those questions. Well, is... Because we know Elmer has had his own TV station before. Yeah, and Bugs has been a TV star before as well. He has, but, I mean, Bugs does also lie a lot, so... Yeah, I mean, like Bugs is. It's just this time he's talking as if like he's never done it. Yeah, I mean, so so we're assuming that this is Elmer now or then. Uh, so it, like you know, still capitalist uh, TV. Like I mean, and this is a TV star. So do you think he's managed to get his own show because he owns the station? Do you think he owns QT TV? Well, it had a sort of. Um infomercial sort of vibe to Indeed, it. Indeed, yes. Like, because when he first started talking, I thought it was an advert, and it was only when he said to Bugs, oh, you're ruining my show, that I was like, oh, no, it's his show. Yeah, but, 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 but he's I think selling they do call pro- those sorts of things. He's, shows. like, sort of selling 
something it felt like yeah i think he was probably either selling the hat or the gun or something along those or maybe he was starting up sort of like an instructional like tape course or something like that for hunting rabbits because there was a lot of sort of tv uh sort of smoke and mirrors going on with various things uh with the exception presumably of this gun because I'm pretty sure that's what the demonstration was meant to be of like hunting techniques. Yeah, he's selling all the hunting gear, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, so I mean, why Bugs is trying to break into TV at this point? Because if we're thinking that this is Bugs from sort of like 1956, by this point we know that Bugs has already been on TV. Um, I mean, we say that actually, we just had an ep- a couple of episodes where he was on the phone by the pool doing like a, an interview. That is true. And I think we assumed TV, and I think he, in one of them, it was definitely TV. Well, but that's like, it, because like, he was a big TV star here, but maybe not there. Yeah, exactly. Possibly so, he was on the phone to somebody from our world, talking about like doing an exclusive it's interview. It's true. Because uh, cause we never thought about that, did we? Yeah, and they're definitely finding some uh, other like uses for inter, inter-portal yeah. uh, stuff well that guy's jacket that guy's jacket it was amazing I, he's wearing what i'm gonna call portal plaid yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah which is basically where the plaid is static and in the background yeah and the jacket is more like just a window to a sheet of plaid than yeah. it is uh actually plaid in itself and so it moves independently of the jacket it's remarkable it's great it's like stan from the monkey island game yes. just, yeah, yeah. just flail his arms around and his suit would just stay just exactly, exactly where it so yeah, like I mean, so, so that kind of takes care of one question: is like, why does Bugs think that this is him breaking into TV? Um, Elmer, again, I think that this is his TV studio, and he just has a show on it. But the gun that Elmer's trying to sell, I think Future Bugs is dicked about with it somehow because when Bugs is stood there and Elmer shoots at him. It leaves a perfect outline. I was going to say this like, twice, but Bugs dodges out the way. But like he must repel shot now because he moves out the way. But it would only leave the perfect outline around him if it had sort of arced around mm, him. Well, would it? Because we we know from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit that toon bullets are a thing. So it's very possible that future Bugs has been and loaded this with two with like kind of toon shot like i like toon shot because it's shot. just a dot with a yeah, tiny little going, face ah! and you cram about you cram about a thousand of them into a yeah, shell but i reckon they've like been sardines. trained to go in that way maybe because i don't i don't want to have the idea that bugs is now bulletproof but I don't get the impression... I guess my point was, and, and Future Bugs' involvement does explain it away, regardless of which of those two things we go to. Yeah. Because Bugs didn't seem to think he was bulletproof. He felt no. the need to dodge things. Yes, and he did the first time, because he out- jumped over the yeah, pile yeah. of shot. But the outlines suggest that they would never have hit him anyway. Yeah. So Bugs is looking out for himself. Maybe he caught... Maybe first time round, he caught a bit of shot. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping Future Bugs is like gnarled. He's got like <laughs> he's got like stuff stuck in his face and scarring like um, Jude Law and Road to Perdition. Yeah, like, he's just. Or do you, like, do, like, do you think that um, like there's Bugs is uh, you know taking all the damage that like kind of past Bugs doesn't take? You know, like the aging 
portrait in the uh, in the attic. Oh, like a Dorian Gray situation. Yeah, yeah could be. Like, like, like Dorian Bugs has taken the wounds on himself. I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to see, but it's a, it's a possibility. But yeah, future Bugs' involvement with the gun does sort of explain that away. Yeah. Uh, and means we don't always have to quite fall back on, like, the genie uh, yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, And just... And go, that's another powerful Bugs. Because the, the tune shot... The sentient shot makes it makes much more sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, because we've just, seen it. Yeah, we've, we've seen, seen it yeah, happen. Well, yeah, we we know that exists. Yeah, I would have expected a bit more like well, screaming, ma- yeehawing. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, whatever. But maybe they're not all. They're not necessarily all like cowboy bullets. No, but because th- th- those were pretty big bullets as well that were loaded. In yeah, these are specs. Gun. Maybe yeah. they're like babies. Yeah, bullet babies. I've they, got the lungs. They're just like. Uh, the director guy was human, like human, human. Yeah, not like El- Elmer Egghead human. I don't know. His face wasn't right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't think it was like he was definitely. He was definitely toon human, though. Yeah, toon human. But I mean, like for a long time, humans were pretty outcast from yes society so like we've seen more progression of that here yeah like he's in a position of power and it might be because elmer's it's elmer's show and elmer's an egghead and like the egghead thing is like as much of a facsimile of human as it can manage yeah he maybe he's surrounding himself with humans uh but we ended the episode with elmer back in the rabbit suit there was an extended period of time where elmer and bugs had swapped yes. positions and but we thought that was a hypnosis thing yeah, it was, but like I Whereas think... Whereas I'm not sure that we're now expecting... No, I'm because not. Because he seemed I'm one, pretty on point. But I'm wondering if Bugs is trying to get into that position, because Bugs was dressing as a lot of people. I know he does that anyway, but like, put in positions he of authority. He did skedaddle at the end, though. Yeah. He did, he, did, he did tuck and roll out. But I'm wondering if he's trying to get that switcheroo back on the table. Um, Possibly. For whatever reason, um, the uh, agenda of Bugs Bunny... Is, a, is an elusive one. It's very, it's very possible that Bugs just wants to get Elmer, like, keeping up his jump practice and getting him to be a rabbit gets him jumping quite a lot. Yeah, maybe. It's <laughs> good. Yes, it's basketball training. Yeah. We'll see it. We'll see it. Because Daffy's definitely been in a rabbit costume at least once. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's about all I got from the TV one. It's not sort of necessarily progressed much, but it's indicative of the sort of general circumstance we're in in 1956. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner episode, the Here They Go, 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 uh, like it, was, it was much of a muchness, really, to me. It was it was another Wiley Coyote episode. Yeah, I mean the the, the best bit was Wiley uh, fashioning a chicken out of clay, baking yes. it in the oven, and then assuming it was going to be edible as a chicken. Yeah, what was interesting? Yeah, because at the start at the start of a recent one, we saw him literally boiling a can. Yeah. to slice and eat the can. Yeah, um, and now he's making himself a rock hard clay chicken in a kiln. Do, do, um, do you think his funding's been pulled again? I think he's just getting sponsorship from not very useful places. Because, well, I mean, it was from Elmer for a while. Like, we, like, like, like we assumed that Elmer was his uh, new sponsor. Well, what I was going to say in this one, uh, one thing that did sort of stand out to me is it wasn't lack of equipment 
that was no. really letting him down. It was carelessness in the use of that equipment. Like, oh, when he was porking those rocks at the end, it's like it's like he's he's Roadrunner's gone, but he's adamant that his trap's going to happen. For some, it's like why not just go? Oh well, I'll just leave that there then. But like he didn't. He had his whirly gig of uh, morning stars that he just didn't. Fa- he didn't fasten brilliant. into the ground properly. Yeah. That's pretty much the end of that. He had the wheel that of dynamite and he just yep. didn't attach the dynamite to it. So he rolled the wheel and the dynamite stayed where it was. Yeah, it's all like little, like just, just errors that I think he's just the the hunger's getting to him. I'm, I mean, and he can't function can, properly anymore. Can Coyote suffer from scurvy? Like, do, do, do you think he's starting to get so an needs adult some, brain? Some vitamins. Yeah. He needs to eat an orange. It's just something. Like, his eyes He's currently eating rocks. And his, I mean, his teeth, I mean, you would if you bit real hard into something clay, I suppose. But, like, yeah, he did just fall right out. His eyes are all out. bloodshot yeah. and everything. I think he's a bit ill. Because, yeah, it's like... They need to get him some Barocca or something. He's sort of got it together in his brain but it's just like there's a there's a madness behind it yeah. all. Uh, I did wonder and I I don't know if we brought it up before but he he holds the sign up at the end as he's prone to do with like his thoughts on Is it the Wiley Coyote can't talk or that he doesn't talk? I mean he definitely could. I remember he could when he wasn't in the but the po- Thunderdome or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, but like possibly he's just too ill. Maybe. That, Maybe that was my wonder. so bad that he can't talk anymore. You know, uh, when people spend too much time in the desert, they get a bit parched. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just it's just shredded. It's just yeah. awful. But, yeah, I don't know if that one really was going to progress very much. Uh, I think so. It's, it's just a slow descent into horror. We're also going to have quite a lot more of Wiley Coyote today, I believe. So... Uh, We'll, we'll do a deep dive and swing back by this one if, if more stuff becomes relevant. Yeah. Uh, we've got another couple uh, coming up here um, that are characters outside of our normal pantheon. Um, so there's Jose and Manuel, I don't know who they are, and a grasshopper um, in Two Crows from Tacos. And then we've got Ralph and Alice Crumden, Ned Morton and a cat, which... Uh, with the exception of the cat and the people from the Honeymooners, and that's in an episode called The Honey Mouses. So I don't think this is going to really... It might give us some insights into broader Tooniversal things. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, like, people crossing over from our world into the Tooniverse, yeah. uh, in the in the case of the latter episode. But uh, I reckon these make a pretty good group together uh, just to... Just to like see what they can give us and then we'll top it off with the next Wiley Coyote one so we'll watch three in a cluster yeah just to just in case the first two give us us very much so uh we are watching two crows from tacos from november 24th the honey mouses from december 8th and to hair is human from december 15th 1956 Okay, you say you've got a theory on Wiley, so do you want to tackle that one first? The um, to hair is human. Yeah, so um, we've the, our kind of first introduction to Wiley was with Bugs. Um, yeah, and it was when he was outside of the sort of like the Truman Show esque sort of thing. So what I'm thinking is that Wiley Coyote never actually went into there. 
Because this Wiley is intelligent. He talks. He talks like Fraser Crane. Yeah. Um, so what I'm thinking is... He pronounces like, it coyote. Yeah, and he and he's a genius by all accounts. And, and I think that's probably not far from the point. Because um, his inventions are on point in this one. Yeah, like, so I think the Wiley that we're seeing in Wiley and Roadrunner is either a something he's put in as a clone or a robot which would explain like the amount of punishment that i can take um or something like that and i think that he was the the original investor and he put forward his creation to enter this um sort of like uh like thunderdome-esque so is he like a frankenstein's monster-esque like creature in in the dome I think so. Uh, so, so. So it's obviously modelled after him, but he doesn't talk. He has, like, he's able to do certain inventions and stuff like that. So he's, he's okay at knocking things together, but he's not anywhere near this widely. Well, we also had um, theories about uh, Ralph Wolf, who is pretty much identical looking to yeah. Wiley, except for the colour of the nose. Yeah. He's a bit more of a pisshead. But. Um, he's a bit scragglier, but like, but, but you know, like uh, in Star Trek, you've got um the guy who made Data. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's a bit like that. I'm thinking what what we're seeing in the Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner episodes is uh, a mock up of you know may, like may, maybe the real Wiley's trying to market something and he's using like um the Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner bit as proof of concept. So, uh, I wonder then if uh, one of the, like, so you've got one creation in the Thunderdome situation. Uh, and then one is, out do, in the do you think Ralph, Ralph Wolf is one that he's, he's managed to sell or one that he's testing in the field? Well, I think it's possibly what, like one he's testing for a slightly different purpose because we did see in one of the Wily Coyote uh, and Roadrun episodes a lot of different um, coyotes. So, so, do you think he's forsaken the one in the. Thunderdome. It's like, I, do you know what? This isn't working out. Yeah, I, th- I think he's realised that that's not working out, and like, so he's cut the funding is, and left it in there. Like, like Wiley Coyote in the Roadrunner episodes. Um, I don't think he needs to eat, but he is. I reckon he's probably got an emotion chip or something, or like, so he's got a compulsion for hunger, but doesn't actually require to eat, which is why he can get away with eating a boiled can, and which is why why he hasn't died. Yeah, he's just still there, and also it, if like his speech. <clears throat> circuits had become frazzled at some point yeah. and they're just not going to get repaired and that's why he has to hold up signs all the time yeah and uh, in the, in this one we saw bugs um and it seemed to be like where he's got a carrot patch and stuff like that so i'm wondering whether or not this is bugs actual home because you know how he, his he can he can tunnel around the place i think this might be his his actual f- proper home well his his home was always sort of positioned out of physical space and time it's like an interplanar yeah space but he had a carrot room in this one it's a great carrot room and wiley could get into it quite regularly he just he put a lift in he was dropping grenades down the hall and they went straight into uh, yes. bugs's carrot toaster yes because you didn't need um you didn't need the tardis powers to no. access the, this hole, the, no. the home the hole if you went down the hole you were, you were in then again house. We never really knew if Bugs left a hole open, like, can yeah, you just travel yeah, through it? Because yeah. other people have been into his house before. That's very true. But, like, sometimes he sealed it with a... Combination like a Combination thing, lock. Yeah. So, that would seem unnecessary unless you 
wanted to have to deal with the coyote breaking into your house all the time. Yeah. Um, but big reveal at the end. The though. big reveal at the end is that Wiley Coyote's, uh, sorry, Coyote. Yeah. Uh, machine. Uh, the Univac, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's like this, basically just ask it a question, it gives you an answer. Yeah, it tells you just what to do under any circumstance. Um, but it turned out that the only moving part in that machine was bugs. And, uh, I mean, it could have been bugs tunnelling in and out, but I think it's more likely that it's future bugs. I think so. Just hanging out in this machine. And uh, is it like, it's the first time we've seen him like have to take a physical sort of post to do well, it. Well, it's the first time we've seen him do it definitely. actively meddling. Yeah, like yeah. because he knew the combination to the lock and all sorts, but but it's worth considering because because that was necessary. Was that necessary because that was the only sort of way you're going to get through to genius inventor Wiley Coyote or or does he have to have, like, some sort of um, position set up so he can meddle? Like, uh, yeah. when we're looking at episodes going, I think Future Bugs is tampered with this and tampered with that, are we looking for somewhere where Future Bugs is in well, those what, episodes? One, like, one of the things I did think about um, when we were talking about Elmer's gun is, like, a, a, another easy explanation um, is that, you know, there was never any bullets in those guns anyway. They were just blanks that bugs could have put in. And, like, you know, it, it's the classic um, knife-throwing trick done by magicians where you're not actually throwing a knife, you're palming it and putting it away. Yeah. But the board behind, behind has, like, knives that you can that, that ping out from behind yes. and look like they've stuck in. So it's very possible that where bugs was stood, there was already a perfect outline ready, and future bugs just needed to press a button to make those holes appear. A load of little caps just went yeah, off. Yeah, just like, like that. And then the same when he did the next one. So it's possible, like, bugs was never in any danger and it doesn't require toon bullets. It just requires blanks, which are an easy thing in a TV, in a TV studio, studio yeah. to, to fix. So it's interesting because it, what, what, what it does is actually puts a little more limitation on the ways in which future bugs can meddle with anything, mm. uh, unless it's something he can do, like, like, with a lot of, um, I mean, we know time travel is his like one of his big powers is time travel. Yes, but so at the same time, it's like if he's going to have to go there and do something over a period of many years, he's probably not going to do no. that when he could find a scrappier way of doing it by just nipping back. But for a still few minutes. looks impressive because mm. that I mean that, that that's the way all magic tricks are done. Like they look at they, they look impressive, but when you when you find out how they're done, they're just like, well, that's actually pretty mundane. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's the way of things, and I think I think once he realised because future bugs, we're pretty sure is like quite insane at this point. Yeah. Um, whereas he seemed reasonably together there. Yeah. Um, we don't know where in future bugs' timeline he jumped back from in this episode. No. But at some point, we're pretty sure that he realised it wasn't necessarily good for him to keep meeting himself because of the deal they made with the genie um like and every time he's in the same place as himself his powers have to compound because they both have to be the most powerful rabbit yes so like maybe he that's the reason he's actually having to do things in a slightly more mundane way and a more careful way so he doesn't encounter 
dogs. Himself. Yeah, yeah. Or, or anything that would... I, I, what, what, what we did talk about in the last season was sort of like Bugs' eventual end point which is what we sort of went is is bugs the hole is bugs the portal yeah we sort of thought the final form of bugs might be the portal yeah um which might explain why he's dotting about at all of these key points also we see in the space jam and new legacy trailer we see the portal as an entity like a like a yeah we see the edges of the portal yeah uh but we also see bugs Mm. so I think the bugs we see in the new legacy trailer as bugs is past bugs because future bugs by the time he was banished into that realm is the portal. Yes. Um, which is why you can see the edges because he's because because there's no screen to hide them. No, <laughs> he's an actual entity. So yeah, I mean some interesting stuff in that one, and it's nice to have like a bit more of a beat on these essentially two. Maybe even more Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Coyote. I'm excited. I've got to remember it's Coyote. Coyote. Wiley so, Coyote. So the smart one with Bugs is Wiley Wile Coyote. Wiley Coyote, yes. Inventor. Whereas the other one's Wiley Coyote. Exactly. I can't say Wiley Coyote very quickly. I, I don't know. It always comes out as Coyote, like Coyote. <laughs> but uh, so, so the other two episodes that we watched, uh, the two crows from Ta- uh, Tacos. Uh, and the honey mouses. I don't think they're really uh, engaging very much in the rest of uh, what's going on, especially well, two Jose crows and Ma- tacos. Uh, Manuel were not like they they, they were just. Uh, there, I don't think Jose and Manuel are Mexican though, because I've uh, gone a little way to translating their song. Yeah, let me give you a bit. Go on. <laughs> little boy, big home, morning. See you around, little massive nothing. Little massive nothing, and I think the nothing because I'm sure I said niente, and that's Italian, that's not Spanish. Yeah, but all right. So that's that's the song. So I think they just they're making it up as they go along. I mean, that seems likely. Um, but like, it, do you think it's possible that they are on the run from the fuzz and they're just hiding, they're hiding there, and just like, yeah, yeah, we we like we we speak Spanish. One thing you did point out though, uh, which I think. It might be nothing, but it might be pertinent. Is that right? In the past, the portal has always focused on something sort of important that's yeah. going on. For whatever reason, it matters to the whole, yes. the whole situation. Yeah. That's why the portal is like this needs to be seen. And they're there in the tree and they're singing their song of nonsense <laughs> for like a good chunk of the episode. Oh, yeah. it's like most of the episode, that song. It's like it's it's a pretty much like a full minute at the start. Yeah. But, but then they finish off like close 30 seconds at the end. To that at the end. So, and with title cards and stuff, like a third of the episode, yeah. I would say, was just them singing their nonsense song. So what made the portal, or bugs, if that is the case, decide that we needed to see this? And is it that we needed to see the bit in the middle and he can only show us in like seven minute chunks? Yeah. Because that's the other thing. It's like there's, there's some leeway in the length of... Yeah, but but not Our glimpses much. through the portal. But like, they will be between six and eight but minutes. The, the only thing that I found unique and interesting in that was the fact that these two crows did not need to flap 
to fly. That, yes, they, that's something they, we've always put down to Daffy Duck, a yeah, special flying power. Like they, they they had the ability, because they did it um, near the start when they were like kind of uh, halfway through their song, they kind of just took off into the sky and started flailing about. One of them was riding the guitar like a witch's broom. And like they were doing all sorts of mad stuff. And then later on in the episodes, they're flapping along, but then they could... Just, stop flapping with one arm and just point with the other one or you yeah know, it I just mean, didn't seem to matter the flapping seemed to be for show rather than anything else i've got hat gliding written here is it to do with the hats possibly i mean this the second time you see them flying yes but the first time i saw them flying i was like it didn't seem to be to do with the hat but what was interesting when one of the crows jumped off a branch he used the hat as a parachute which is I think ridiculous if you can fly. Uh so maybe special hats? Yeah, but maybe if like if you launch if you launch wrong, then the hats like are there to know, help you out. They're, they're, it's just a yeah, it'll tide you over for a little bit. But I think I guess the question is, is do we think they're actually crows? I don't really know cuz like like we say the the flying issue we always put down to Daffy and we know Daffy is mostly synthetic. Yeah. These and days. also like they're not. They're not speaking Spanish. Well, they are, but not with any sort they of sensibility. Are, they're just saying "little boy, big house" a lot. Yeah, so, basically. And then the rest of the time they were talking in English with an accent. So, like I said, like, do you think that maybe they are like on the lamb or something like that? Yeah, maybe. Uh, in uh, snooping the song. I found that the song occurs in another episode, a Speedy Gonzalez episode, right. also sung by Jose and Manuel. And they are, I believe, cats in that one. We haven't seen that one yet. No. But I think that links, that might give us some insight into what's going on simply because we watched the other one, the Honey Mousers. Yeah. And it's uh, it's the Honeymooners. Yeah. But they've cropped up in the Tooniverse before as well. Yeah. It's the same characters as the, like the human Honeymooners yeah, yeah. on the TV here. But they were cats in the last one yeah and now they're mice and they were cats well they're either crows and then cats or cats and then crows jose yeah. manuel um but given where we left off last season with the shrink ray and people turning into mice because of side effects on the disclaimer yeah like has the shrink has use of the shrink ray gone gone a bit awry very possibly or like may- maybe it's influences from our world are affecting so like what's happening on tv in our world is having direct effect in their world and the same sort of characters maybe are starting to develop during um like you know during those stress moments which make uh, these tunes super sentient like because not we assume not all mice are born super sentient yeah hashtag not all mice yeah yeah uh so what i'm thinking is that like, you know, just the way not all cats are born super sentient, you know, not all crows. I'm thinking maybe the moment of stress is... Bit, and, like, they're taking their personalities from, like, TV in our world? Do you think that's the case for anything that becomes, in a moment of stress, super sentient then? It's like, like someone's personality from somewhere through the portal gets sort of slapped onto them. I mean... Potentially, but I because we haven't seen that in a lot of other places. But what I'm thinking is like, you know, if I don't know, say the TV's on and the honeymooners are playing in their world, and a mouse goes through a, like a moment of stress as it's trying to sort of like 
learn its personality. They it's become imprinting. just sort of a sudden duplicate of the nearest human sort of. Yeah, like it just, it just, it just, it just it like much like when baby uh, like animals imprint on something as its mother. Um, like it's very possible that they imprint on what they see as a like a character first time round. I can kind of see that, and also especially given the fact that um, like TV and just general celebrities from our world have become slowly a more prevalent thing yeah. in Looney Tunes over time. That that's why it could could have started happening. Whereas back early on, when we realised that's how this super sentience can come about. Uh, yeah, the that t- didn't happen. Yeah, the, the TV wasn't about. The celebrities were tunes. They're like Porky yeah, Pig yeah. was the was the the celebrity. Yeah. Um, whereas, which might explain why there's a lot of Porky esque people coming about, which Porky the Third make made great use of. Yeah, I mean, I think with the formation of the agency and sort of uh, interportal relations, yeah, uh, like blossoming, it's. There's a bit more crossover. People are, but like, you know, Humphrey Bogart went holidaying in yep. there. Yeah, Bing yeah. Crosby was there a lot. I mean, uh, I, hanging I'm, out, being a tune. I'm not saying that that's definitely the way it is, but it's just, it, it's interesting that we're getting the same sort of like parodies across different animals. Yeah. And like, you know, yes, we've had the shrink ray, but like, is the shrink ray just going around zapping everything and turning everything into other things? Well, that like, was basically just, it. It was, it was more, I was just I was trying to work out, it's like, okay, our. Are um, the cat honeymooners yeah. the same as the mouse honeymooners, or are there cat honeymooners and the, uh, mouse honeymooners yeah, and I, the honeymooners? I, I I think it's that. I th- I think it's that they they they're different. They're, like they've imprinted essentially onto these creatures during moments of stress. Yeah, I'm reasonably happy with that personality as a as a theory. And from a few episodes that we thought weren't going to tie in that well, just because they weren't our main. Uh, pantheon yeah. of characters they've actually tied together quite nicely and given yeah. us a bit of insight let's see if we can work that magic one last time this episode okay uh but first up happy new year oh yeah we are it's 1957. New year. 1957 it feels like i mean well it is a long time since i've been able to go happy new year yeah. in the show but because you didn't couldn't even do it in real life when it was new year to no, people no I yeah that's why as well. <laughs> so yeah we're moving on into 1957 um I mean, when we looked forward, uh, when we were sort of planning out how long uh, any of this was going mm. to take us, uh, once you get into the 60s, there's far fewer cartoons. Yes. Well, there's a good chunk fewer. And once you hit the 70s, 80s, 90s, there's hardly any. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, being this close to the end of the 50s, like, uh, you know, just feel like we're about to sort of like hit a threshold where... We're going to be skyrocketing towards the good 1996 film Space Jam. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how do we want to group these? I mean, we've had a lot of Wiley Coyote or Coyote. Um, we have. So, do we want to try and gun through three, or do we want to do just the next two and start up with Wiley Coyote next I, time? I think the. I don't know because the, because the 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 one the second one down Sylvester and Tweety and Sylvester and Tweety that could give us some juicy nugs to talk about. We haven't had them in in a while. We've had Sylvester very briefly in the yeah. in the one with the elves, so it might be interesting to see. But I mean, the first the, the first one narrator, big bad wolf, and three little pigs. I don't think that's going to give us much. 
let's just go on through the two then. So uh, let's roll with three little bops, uh, which is a narrator, big bad wolf, three little pigs number from January 5th, and tweet zoo, a Sylvester and Tweety number from January 12th, 1957. Three little bops then. Uh, arguably one of my favourite episodes of all time. Really? It was brilliant. I mean, I enjoyed it. But like, like, I mean, I, like... Outside of like your classic Looney Tunes ones, I, I mean, like out of the ones where we had like the um, the Dover Boys. Yeah, I was going to say like it's no Dover Boys. I don't know, man. It was I, I, I thought it was jazzy. It was cool. Well, it was jazzy and cool. It was jazzy and cool. Was Except all, when I, that pesky wolf. I was yeah, but he was also jazzy and cool in the end. He went to hell. In the learned end. how to play the trumpet. Yeah, so it's like broadly speaking, a sort of three little pig story. But the wolf isn't trying to eat the three little pigs. The three little bops are a band, and the wolf is trying to get in the band. But he's rubbish at the trumpet. He is rubbish at the trumpet. Um, and in the end, he winds up in hell and learn, gets good at the trumpet. Yeah, and they and can then, hear him for some reason. So now he's in the band. So now, so now, is it, yeah, now he's in the band as some sort of demonic spirit. Love it. Um, House of Straw, great name for a pub. Yeah, the House of Straw is a great name for a pub. I don't know what the House of Sticks would be. House of Bricks would be like your, your uh, associated like smokehouse. Yeah. That'd be House of Bricks. House of Sticks, I don't know what it would A drum academy. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's a drum academy. Why not? Yeah. Um, so one thing that episode did raise for me was, like, I mean, I guess there are either pockets through which you can like directly interact with hell from like earth yeah like the universe but also that hell's time is pretty much independent entirely of uh earth like i think hell the time in hell must always be just at a certain point because he went to hell and then presumably over time got good at the trumpet possibly and, but like was still basically just joining in in the so, same so, so do you think he bill intended it Bill intended. Bill intended it. Bill intended it. Bill Bill intended it. Uh, yeah, sort you of. Know, you know where they jet off, like and do like six months intensive training and come back with yeah. like kids and beards. So I was thinking, yeah, sixteen months. I was thinking maybe was. more like Groundhog Day or something, but like, I mean, that does make sense for hell, that, because it seemed like the same show. I didn't get the impression that like no, it was, de- it was definitely many years just, yeah, later. It was definitely the same show. But then again, they didn't seem to really stop, even when. Uh, the place got blown down and it just was still playing and then it was yeah. the next place. Um, a couple of other things I Maybe noticed. Maybe that's their hell. Because um, it's the second uh, Liberace uh, reference we have had yeah. uh, in the in today's uh, episodes. We didn't go into it. No. But, like Bugs Bunny did a Liberace bit in the first episode yep. we watched. Um, but does that mean that uh, the pianist for the Three Little Bops is only recently super sentient and got Ooh. Liberace s- slapped on him. Very possible, because that was Bugs' first appearance on TV, by all accounts. Yeah, did, 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 it, get th- did it get through via Bugs? <laughs> Very possible. Bugs, he's, was, he's, do- Bugs was consciously doing Liberace. Got, yeah, he's, only, he's lucky he only got that bit of Bugs slapped onto him. <laughs> so... Is that why the three little bops crops up now? Because we've got to presume 
Well, we went in presuming they'd come from Porkytopia. Yes, because they all look like Porky Pig. Um, but Slightly different, but... The pianist must have just been a pig until quite recently. Yeah. And then had a Bugs version of Liberace. Liberace imprinted on them. Yeah. So that's that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, this episode isn't going to help us out very much. But the no. independent hell time, because the only hell we've seen before, I think, is Sylvester. cat hell. Like, yeah. specifically cat hell. And yeah. it's like a weird court situation. Yeah. Uh, whereas this was just hell. Um, I don't know if every different species has a hell, or if it's hell and cat hell. Or, um, like, just different parts of hell. Well, it makes sense for me to cat- for cats to have a separate hell. Because they've got a weird multi lives yeah, yeah. thing going on, um, so maybe they're just a, a yeah a, a special department. I'm thinking maybe it's sort of like a waiting room whilst they're waiting for their pals to come along and gift them some more lives. Yeah, maybe. But speaking of cats, the other episode obviously was a Sylvester and Tweety episode. Uh, it's a bit a long time since we've had a Sylvester and Tweety no granny episode. Yeah, so I mean, like this this one I found quite interesting because it was set in a zoo. Uh, which we've already said uh, and already confirmed that they are essentially prisons. Um, it felt so confirmed this time, though. The guy's oh, giving the 100%. tours, but like you know, he's he's well like lippy about the rhinoceros at the start. Yeah. It's like he's dumb, he's stupid, and then he goes past. I think it's a cheetah, maybe. Yeah, and, he, and, and he's just like, "All right, Tom." It's like, "All right, George," or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like, okay, he's clearly a prison guard. All the cats seemed like they were probably trying to get out on good behaviour. Yeah, well, because cats do sit all prim and proper, don't they? Yeah, they they just look like because the lion could get out at any given point. Yeah, I'm thinking he was on. I think he was one of the trusted workers. Yeah, yeah, he's a la- like he's he, he works in the library or something. Yeah, like he's he's he, he's pretty much close to parole, um, and he's always been good. So that so you know like, eh, he can get out. Um, Pepe's in there. Long Pepe time coming. Is in there. Yeah, like he's he's. Beginning to get a rap sheet. We don't know why he's in there. Well, I mean, we do know why well, he's no, in there. No, no, but we don't know what he got picked up for. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't like, know what you know, the final, like, straw like, that broke the camel's back like situation Jeffrey was. Jeffrey Dahmer had a body in the back of his car when he got a speeding ticket or something like that. He, he, yeah, like, I suppose like, so. like, 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 he yeah. was he was an active murderer at the time. And Capone went in over. for tax evasion. Exactly. Right. So, like, we don't know... We know why he should be in prison. Yeah. We don't know why he is in prison. So I we just wanted to make very clear. Out. We weren't saying, I don't know what Pepe's well, done. What wrong. could he possibly... No, we, we, we know exactly why he should be in prison, but we don't know why he's in prison in this because it, it doesn't give his name. It doesn't. He's having a kip at the time. What, uh, what would Tweety be interesting to me... In yes, Tweety is also in prison. We've got to work out why that is. Um, but what would be interesting to me is we know Pepe has been axed from Space Jam and New Legacy. And it would be interesting if, from now on, we just see Pepe in prison. Well, I mean, the only person who could do Especially that... Especially if when we get to Space Jam, because I know he's not in prison in Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, but if we watch if it he's now... In pr- if he's in prison in Space Jam now. But the only person who could do that's Bugs. He's the only person who could retroactively go back and put Pepe in prison. It's the kind of thing you do, though. Yeah, I know. Well, is it? It's the kind of thing you do. I don't know. Like, Bugs, I don't think... Like, Bugs isn't... I don't know, he, he, he always seems to have his sights set on other things. I also guess, like, because I can't remember the ins and outs of the film and we've forbidden ourselves from watching it, Yeah. how big of a part does Pepe play in the victory? I can't remember. Because if it's zero, then, yeah, bung him in prison, forget about it. Whereas if he's instrumental, yeah, then 
not so much. You have to keep until at least 1996. What would be interesting is if they start um, doing like edits of Space Jam where they edit out. Well, that was what I was thinking because like it's on Netflix, which I mean, you know, I'll probably find a a DVD or maybe in a VHS version. We've got one. We have a VHS. We've got a VHS. We just don't have, have a VHS. <laughs> we don't have a VHS I mean, well, player. we've got a laser disc player. We, we've got a laser disc player. And we've got a top loading Betamax. <laughs> but uh, we don't but have a VHS. Somehow, this is a, this is the position we find ourselves in. Laser disc this player, <laughs> top loading Betamax, loud as fuck. <laughs> but, but we don't. Like, have we, VHS. we we have to record this in the day. We can't record late into the evening. The Betamax is so loud. Yeah. 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 Housemates just knocking on the walls like, yeah. will, you, will you turn Stop. off that top-loading Betamax? <laughs> so loud. It sounds like a jet engine. Um, but yeah, it, be it was actually see. powered by a jet engine. That's a little-known fact. Betamax uh, top-loading uh, players were powered by a jet engine. Yeah. I mean, it needed it for the raw power exactly of right. the superior <laughs> Betamax format. Yeah. Um, I don't know that this... Uh, episode hugely answered a lot for me, but what is interesting is because we... Like in the last time we saw Sylvester in the elves episode, mm. he basically went and checked up on the mouse situation, yeah. realized they weren't the cultist mice he was worried about, and sort of went, Okay, I'm not bothering with mice for a bit. And then so I thought that was supported by the fact that this was a tweety episode. He's gone in there, it's not gone well for him, as it ev- as it always doesn't. No. And he's uh he's gone, I'm not doing birds anymore either. Well, the thing is, is like then all of a sudden loads of birds came gather around who's like, Oh, just as I'm going on a diet, which tells me it's temporary because no nobody goes on a diet and actually sticks to it true but it can't just be a list of things he eats no one carries around a list of five things that they eat like it has to be his list of like things he's 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 doing actively mice wasn't crossed out fish was on there fish was on there what's he got against but that's what i was gonna say like he's because we know he's always hunting uh tweeties and ultimately tweety prime yeah, uh, wherever he may be. Yeah, we know he's always hunting mice after the incident in the mansion. So, do you think he suspects fish? Well, we had a few. We had a little run a while back of like really interesting fish episodes, and they had their own sort of society, completely different yeah. situation. And yeah, I'm hoping we're going to see some Sylvester versus fish. But what? I, but my my question wasn't what does he have against uh, fish. Uh, because like that sort of makes sense as a logical step is like okay right here's the next thing that yeah Tweety could be uh like manipulating because yeah. or cloning because it's very easy to clone I assume a lot <laughs> I assume and have them look exactly the same but um, no, no one goes that card doesn't look the same as the other I recognise that card from yeah. <laughs> I've seen that card before he fits this uh photo fit I've got imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine doing that a photo fit of like tiny cod eyes police profile a tiny cod nose and a tiny cod mouth and you just keep swapping them out and it's like no that's the cod do you that's a, the cod I'm looking for do you have a description of the suspect he had uh, cod eyes yeah good, good cod eyes he <laughs> had a cod nose uh, and a, one of those <laughs> cod <laughs> mouths you know cod mouth it's like an O that closes <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a cod mouth cod mouth yeah, yeah. Um, but what my question was was what does he have against milk and cream uh, well, is the dairy industry going to come into this? Either that, or maybe he suspects that, um, like you know, maybe he's losing some of his cat pals over to the dark side, and maybe he thinks that milk and cream have been um, like kind of drugged with um, some sort of drug. Maybe. I mean, that was <laughs> use your words. It's a good use of English. That was, <laughs> 
Um, one thing we didn't discuss in the honey mouses was uh, we're pretty sure that cat was one of Sylvester's mates who uh, came, came clawing about when he inherited his millions. Yeah, because he was like, because I'm sure we've seen him before. Because like he's, he's heterochromatic, so he's got like one red eye and one yeah. like blue eye, and I'm, and he and he looks a bit pissed up, and he's a bit scratty, so he looks like he's one of the um, sort of like like when. He's been on the streets when Sylvester's been on the streets. It looks like one of his pals from there. But I'm wondering if uh, something that's happened to him, like, because he's visibly something's up, Yeah, yeah. Uh, is what has gotten Sylvester suspicious about the milk and cream situation. I mean, very like, very possibly. So, like, it, I mean, whether or not he's been out in the street, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's lapped up some uh, spilt milk while someone was having a cry over it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's then, you know. I mean, it might be that... With birds and mice uh, quite solidly confirmed as, like, enemies mm. and uh, minions of Tweety Prime, he's like, like, if you only eat those five things, yeah, you go, well, I, I've got to consider the rest suspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. It's but also, not, we do like, know it Sylvester's... is a list of just what he eats, yeah. but not for that reason. But we do know Sylvester's not all there. Well, no, because it's a dangerous because maniac. because one of the things that wasn't on that list is copious amounts of alcohol, and we know he consumes that. Yeah, but like I, I think I think he doesn't even entertain the notion that, that of could be that an out of his diet. Right? Yeah. So I'm not going to write that down because that's not something I can go on a diet for. If I write it down, I can cross it out. Yeah, and I do not want to cross. And it I'm out. not crossing it out. <laughs> I, I I could cross it out if I had to. Like, like if I wanted to, I could cross it out. If I wanted to, I'd write it down and cross it immediately out. But I don't, but I don't even want to write it down. Don't need to write it down. Don't have to. Don't, don't have to. I could, I could quit whenever I wanted. Quit whenever I want. No need to write anything. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to write. I'm, I'm even <laughs> got a pen. So yeah, I think that's where we're leaving Sylvester uh, this week. Um, there were lots of opportunities during this week's episodes uh, to, I thought, to pick up some songs. Yeah, uh, we had a whole episode based on the music of someone called Shorty Rogers. Yeah, uh, but couldn't find any decent Shorty Rogers really that wasn't nope. eight minutes long of just jazz. Of just jazz. Uh, Bugs Bunny was singing a sort of Lucky Day song at the start. Yep. Doesn't seem to be a real song. Uh, I was going to look up the song they were singing in Two Crows before I realised they were just Nonsense. saying Little Boy, Big House, <laughs> Little Bit Massive. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, uh, I mean, we had a, a lot of TV-related stuff uh, from people who used to do radio-related stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we've done Video Kill the Radio Star before. You think we haven't done Video Kill the yeah, Radio Star before. Yeah, but if you can't remember it and I can't remember it, it didn't happen. Okay. I mean, that... Might... Within the sphere of our podcast, I don't mean, like, in... I was the gonna, world. I was going to say, like, that, so that's, that, that's a ridiculous I reckon power. That's, I reckon that's going to make my life a lot easier. I mean, that's, that's a ridiculous superpower to have. Yeah. Just, if you can't remember... Can you imagine that as a comic book character? Yeah. If this guy can't remember it, then that didn't happen. The encyclopedic Whoa. knowledge. Uh, so, yeah, as ever, we're going to leave you with a song. Thanks you uh, for coming with us on this uh, on this journey and joining in with the journey again after so long. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're going to power through to July, hopefully get to Space Jam, yeah. just in time to watch Space Jam and New Legacy together with some of y'all but um uh until then uh until next week uh see you later we're gonna leave you with video called the radio star by the buggles because it seemed appropriate even if we've done it before uh see you next week bye
Stop you.